Welcome to the Love Your People Well podcast. We're here to build healthy, happy, and holy family relationships. I'm Jess, a marriage and family therapist, a Christian, a wife, a mom, and I believe God creates us for relationships, relationship with Him and with each other. So if you want to build a strong marriage, connect with your kids, find peace and purpose at the end of those crazy days, and keep Jesus at the center of it all, you're in the right place. Stick around, friend, and let's get started. Welcome to the Friday Faith Follow-Up episode, my friends. This is episode 84 and a half of the Love Your People Well podcast. And we have been talking this week about hospitality and friendship and how to make space in our lives to invest in that, to invest our time, invest our money, invest our energy in these relationships. And today I want to look a little more closely, specifically at the church, your local church. Now, these are not the only people who we should be hospitable with and where we should have friendships, but uh, we live in a time where people are starting to think of local church, not just attendance and membership, but really being invested in the local community of believers. We're starting to think of that as a bit optional. Of course, there's a thousand other things you could do on Sunday morning. And you might live in a community like I do, where there's probably 200 churches within a one mile radius of my house. (laughs) And I could church hop between, you know, what are they offering for my kids? Or who's having the best Bible study discussion that I want to be a part of or whatever. But I don't think that is how God intends for the church to operate. And so I want us to get well grounded in the reality that the local church matters and you matter, your family matters in your local church. Now, whatever church it is that you have chosen to attend. So we're going to talk about why that's important. (laughs) We're going to talk about how do we find a great local church and what do we do if if we're struggling with that, if we feel like, oh, I'm here, but it's really not a great fit. But let's start, of course, with that foundation. (laughs) Number one, it is very clear in the New Testament, very clear in the New Testament that when we become followers of Christ, we are joining a family. We are joining the family of God. We are being adopted as children of God. And the family, like what that looks like here on earth, is that we're a part of the church. Now that is big C church. That's like the worldwide throughout history, the bride of Christ church. The Bible is not super specific about, okay, but then what does that look like locally? (laughs) Probably in large part because at the time, you know, they did not have the technology or the transportation. Uh, Christianity was a new religion, Um, you know, obviously kind of an offshoot of, of Judaism because the Messiah had come, but not everyone was recognizing that. And so you're at that time you were joining a family and it was really just a question of, okay, where does the local church meet in my town? And that's where I'm going to go to church. That's my new family. That's uh, the group of believers that I'm going to be a part of. And, you know, that has changed over the years. Like I said, in my community, there's easily 200 churches that we could pick from. But it's also important that we recognize the big C church, you know, the bride of Christ, the church throughout time and space and history, that matters. Absolutely. But the little C church, your local church, where you show up every Sunday morning, 
that matters too. And it particularly matters because those are the people, those are your Christian family members who know you intimately, who have actual opportunity to challenge you and hold you accountable and help you and grow you and love you. Now we can and should pray for our Christian family members around the world, you know, the persecuted church or um, churches maybe that we used to attend, but now we've moved. We can and should be connected to these people, but that's going to look very different than who is actually seeing you on Sunday morning, who is watching you interact with your kids, who is um, you know, giving the sermon that you're listening to, who is handing you the cup for communion, for the Eucharist, the little C church where you actually can and should and, and ultimately must have relationships matters and it matters tremendously. And I think we need to um, of course, turn to scripture, <laughs> turn to the Bible when we try to ask ourselves, well, what does it really mean to be involved in church? Why does this really matter? And a wonderful passage that helps us understand this is 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And this is talking about, um, you're probably familiar with it. It's talking about, you know, just as a body, though it's one body, has many parts, all the parts form one body. And so it is with Christ. We were all given one spirit to drink. (laughs) The body is not made up of just one part, but of many. And then it goes on to talk about how, you know, if the foot says, well, I'm not a hand, so I don't belong to the body. Well, that doesn't actually make it not a part of the body. (laughs) And if the ear is saying, because I'm not an eye, I don't belong to the body. That doesn't actually make it not a part of the body. We see in this passage in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, very clearly that the local body of believers, the local church is made up of a lot of different people, a lot of different parts. And it tells us in verse 21, we cannot say to the other parts, the other people, the other families who are coming, I don't need you. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. The head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. (laughs) But actually we need all of these different parts to have a full and complete body. One of the uh, most important verses in this chapter, chapter 12, is verse 27, which says, Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. Your local church is a part of the body of Christ, and you, your husband, your children, should be, and hopefully are, a part of that body of Christ. And if you miss a Sunday for whatever reason... That makes a difference. I don't care. Well, I do care. Does someone call you or check in with you or say, hey, where were you? Does anyone even know that you missed? I do care about that. But it makes a difference whether anyone reaches out to you or not. Because your presence, the Holy Spirit in you, in your family, was missing at that gathering of the body. So hopefully we're on the same page that you and your family, your involvement your commitment to your uh, membership at, you know, that, that commitment that you have at your local church, it matters. It matters to you in how you are growing, in how you are being loved and served, the opportunities you are being given to, to help others and to connect. But it also matters to the church, to that larger body of believers. 
So let's talk about how do we find a great local church, because you might not really feel super plugged in or connected or supported at the church you're currently going to, or maybe you've gotten a little bit disconnected um, from church and you're just kind of online watching services. You know, if, if you're only watching sermons from a pastor who lives 500 miles away and they happen to go to this amazing big church, that's fine. You can learn from that, but that is not your local body of believers. That is not the pastor who has responsibility for should you or should you not confess a sin? Should you or should you not receive communion? How could they support you? That's not the person because they're simply too far away. So how do we find a great local church? Uh, Well, you can go online and do some research. (laughs) My husband did that before we moved to our current community. He went online to look at, you know, what are the churches, like the statements of faith, where do we agree theologically? Okay, does their calendar and the events and the programs that they have actually line up with what they say or their priorities? So he did a lot of research and we had a list of, I think, like five churches when we moved here saying, okay, we want to visit these churches. The internet can be a great resource, but also talk to your neighbors, talk to your coworkers, talk to your friends, find out where they go to church. Why do they go there? What do they like about it? Um, Now, you don't want to go somewhere just because they have a great program for your kids or the women's ministry or whatever. You want to make sure, first and foremost, you're finding a church where theologically they are rooted in the gospel. They're preaching the Bible. They're living out the Bible. They're sharing the gospel with other people. Now, they're not going to do it perfectly because no one does, but you want to make sure that you're not getting involved just because of a program, but you're getting connected because these are the people that you want to invest in you, your spiritual growth, your marriage, and your kids. Now, if you do live in a community like mine, where there's a hundred different churches, it might be helpful to find one logistically close to you where you don't have to drive a super far distance. That may or may not be possible where you live, Um, But that can be really helpful because it's just easier then to stay connected, to make relationships, to show up, um, you know, if you don't have to go as far. (laughs) Um, And then the last piece that I would highlight here when it comes to finding a great local church, once you've kind of done your research, you've gotten ideas from people or from online, you know where it is, you know, it's realistic for you to attend, you are comfortable and on board with um, their their theological basis, their use of the the Bible and God's word, um, how they express the gospel, what their priorities are and all of that. Once you've kind of done that research and you're feeling good about it, get to know the people. Don't just show up and think, well, other people need to come to me. Now, hopefully that happens. Hopefully you show up that first Sunday and someone is saying, hey, I haven't met you before. My name is Jess. It's good to meet you. Uh, But, you know, honestly, especially if it's a bigger church, people may not know that you're new. People may have, they all have other stuff going on in their own life. And so show up and try to get plugged in. Introduce yourself to some people. Find out what Bible studies might be going on or what events are happening and start to get plugged in. Because everything might look great on paper. (laughs) They might have the perfect theological statement that you totally agree with. Uh, You might love the sermons when you watch them online. You might have neighbors that go to this church. But if you show up and you spend, you know, a month 
trying to get connected to people, joining a small group, meeting people, and you're, you know, no one's, if no one's welcoming you or they're not inviting you or they're all gossiping or, you know, really going above and beyond to fail to live out the call of Christ, that might not be the church for you. It is important to think about not just what does everyone here believe, uh, but also how do people live? How do we support each other in this church when someone fails or someone is struggling or someone is is grieving or going through a divorce or whatever it might be? How does this church family operate as a family? And then let's close with some thoughts about, so what if I'm in a church and it's not a great fit? And there might be a variety of reasons why we start to feel this way. Um, The number one thing that I push back on, whether it's in the counseling room or with friends, I push back on people who want to switch churches because of the programming. Like, oh, they don't have a great uh, youth group for my kids. Then I would ask, what do you mean by great? (laughs) Like if it's theologically sound and there are people loving on your kids and just, you know, uh, you wish that they met a little more often or it's not very large or, you know, there's kind of that like more superficial stuff that isn't great, that's probably not the best reason to leave a church. Now, that would be very different if the reason it's not great is because they are, you know, in the youth group, they're embracing uh, non-biblical ways of having relationships and they're not very gospel-centered and all they're going to do is eat marshmallows and laugh and it's okay to bully the younger kids okay, that's not a very healthy youth group. And that might be a good reason to consider switching churches. So you need to be careful about what your reasons are for thinking this church is no longer a great fit. If it is purely programmatic, like the superficial stuff, then I would challenge you to go a little deeper. You might not love every element of what the service looks like, Um, But you know what? That's basically never going to (laughs) happen because you're not there for the styles of everything or what the lighting looks like or, you know, how often are they meeting in the youth group? You're there to grow closer to God, to give yourself back to God, to connect in community and to make relationships. So consider why you're saying it's not a great fit before you just kind of jump ship and find a new church. But assuming that you have some legitimate concerns with the church, and you know there might be a variety of very legitimate concerns, hopefully you could talk to the pastors, you could talk to the leaders of the church and try to address those concerns, uh, because you're probably not the only person having them. <laughs> and this is a great time also to take time to pray and reflect where is it that you might be able to make some changes in this church body. Um, why do you think these issues are happening? Is it something that's temporary or is it something that's a deeper issue? You also want to make sure you're talking about it with your family. This should be a decision between husband and wife, not just one person deciding, eh, I don't like this church. Let's go somewhere else. And if your kids are older, talk to them also. This is about your whole family, not just individuals. And then assuming that you decide we do need to look for a new church, you want to be very careful not to badmouth the church that you're leaving, not to gossip about the things you're concerned about. Um, You don't need to lie, but you can be respectful and kind at all times. If someone's asking you, oh, why aren't you going to that church anymore? 
you don't need to give them all the details. You can just say, you know, the longer we were there, we started to pray about it. And we really just saw that God was leading us into a different church family. It's okay to leave. It's okay to seek another church, but you do want to make sure you're doing it for the right reasons and in the right way. You want it to be a healthy church. And by healthy, I mean theologically sound, grounded in the word of God, preaching the gospel, and invested in programs and missions and and opportunities, both locally and around the world, that actually live out the mission that God himself has given us. So friends, I hope you're in a great church. And um, my, probably my main takeaway today is that I hope you realize and see the value of the local church in your life and your value in the local church. Let me close us out with a word of prayer. Holy Father, I pray for your church, the big C church, the church that you died for, the church that you are protecting and lifting up, the church that will enjoy the wedding feast with Christ at the end times. I pray for the church and those who struggle to feel connected, to find a good church. I pray for every pastor, everyone around the world who is going to preach in the name of Christ. I pray that they will be rooted and grounded in you, in your truth, and in your love. And for each of us today, everyone listening to this episode of the podcast, Lord, I pray that you will connect us with a great community, local community of believers. I pray that our churches will be a family. And family life is not easy life. It's not always conflict-free. But I pray that we will have your grace to handle all those bumps along the road, all the ups and downs, to handle them well, to handle them in ways that honor you and reflect Jesus. I pray all this trusting in his name. Amen. Friends, that is all we have for today. So make sure to hop back next week. And you're running out of time to use that Etsy discount. So let me just remind you, the Love Your People Well Etsy shop has a 25% off discount using the code SUMMERBREAK, all one word, during the month of June. So June 2022, hop into the Etsy shop, find whatever you want, get 25% off. Uh, I just wanted to give that reminder. But until next week, my friends, hugs and blessings to you. I'll talk to you soon.